1: Hello
2: and welcome to another edition of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily, right here on not Talk. it's Wrestling Daily, our own YouTube <laughs> channel, and we're so damn close to 10k, you know I had to bring the cavalry, I had to get him deep, deep in my DMs. And get the yardstick, even though everyone thinks that that's a euphemism every time I say that, because you are the dongle. Wow. wow! the yardstick of wrestling journalism, nonetheless, it is Sean Ross Sapp in the house. How are you doing, man? Are
0: we, are we really going to say that, the journalism thing? I think at this point, <laughs> I don't qualify. I On my own bio, well, until Twitter disallowed it, I would put journalist in quotations.
2: Mm. Eh, I mean... It's open to interpretation, sure, yeah, right? Is. Uh, but nonetheless, I consider you the yardstick. we just, we're just going to call you that from now on. Uh, people can take it as the Dong Lord or media. I don't care. It's fine. Uh, But thank you so much, everyone, for joining us tonight. Friday Night Insight has just got a bit different because uh, it has been me and Louis since this inception of the show. But we're going to have guest hosts moving forward, Sean being the illustrious first, and Denise Salcedo, his partner in crime. What an upgrade over (laughs) Louis? Come on. (laughs) Come on. You're fractionally better looking, Sean. Fractionally. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, Denise is in the house next Friday as well. We're off to a hot start here. Um, can't wait to chop things up. By the way, Sean, what do you think of, of my WrestleMania logo shirt? What are you making of this? Look
0: at it. Did they? Did WWE send you that?
2: No, they didn't. You actually. didn't pay for that?
0: I didn't pay for it either. Oh, okay.
2: okay. <laughs> it's a partner of... WWE, right? Who did like okay. a special range. Uh, Claudio. Look, did I pay for it?
0: Claudio, It's actually, it's actually pretty cool.
2: It is cool. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I would only wear it in like a finite amount of settings.
0: <laughs> but yes, I like it.
2: You know, there's some cool logos on here from WrestleMania's past WrestleMania season. What else am I going to do? Uh, yeah. But while we have Sean here, man, we want your ultra chats, guys. You know what the deal is. WrestleTalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. Anything. You want to ask the uh, the master of Fightful? I was about to call the Godfather, but technically that's Jimmy Van, is it not? I mean, Jimmy, I yeah,
0: Jimmy owns Fightful. I run Fightful. Yes, I am a contracted uh, personality for Fightful. Yes, you're Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> kind of except the stuff that i do works <laughs>
2: <laughs> nonetheless uh so anyway we do want your ultra chats guys uh get them in wrestle talk forward slash wrestling daily the mod mother will give us the goods you will have it read out on screen and we appreciate your support of course while you're here as well the thumbs up i do this every i'm such a shill i do this every episode thumbs up subscribe all of that good stuff we need it You um, gotta. Uh, yeah you have to and when we get to 10k There's going to be some merch dropping as we keep talking about. it. It's good stuff, guys. Uh, So, I mean, it's it's better than this shirt that I'm wearing. And I like this shirt. So bring the goods, guys, and we will get there. But without further ado, we always do this, Sean. We start with the titular news. And the titular news tonight is about apparently WWE's perception of Edge and his age. Uh, What have you heard or seen about this?
0: nothing that comment sounds like it was something and not to not to like diminish what dave Meltzer has kind of put out there but it sounds like a conversation that he's had with like one specific person yeah. oh come on <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be so many people that are like mad at me over this <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm
2: sh- the fuck out of that
0: <laughs> i'm sure wait i'm allowed to curse i was told that i couldn't i mean Every now and again,
2: Louis, I was was going to sit
0: here and say, wow, I love titular news of all (laughs) kinds, but I wasn't allowed. Now, I'm I don't doubt that Dave Meltzer had that conversation with somebody and that somebody said that. It's just I don't I haven't heard that as like a prevailing thought. Hmm. Um, I think I don't know what they mean specifically by looking old if they mean like gray in his beard and all that. Well, there is less of a focus on, oh, this person's got to look young, et cetera, et cetera. Otherwise, if you were losing your hair, you'd have to shave your head. You wouldn't walk around looking like Tommaso Champa, who I think looks better than he did yeah. five, six months ago. I don't think there's a lot to that. If they were that worried about him looking old, he would not be in the position that he was in. But I don't doubt that there are people that, that kind of see that and comment on that to, to people like Dave.
2: Yeah, I mean – that you just took the words out my mouth. That was going to be my next thought. Well, wait till Vince gets a look at Tommaso Ciampa if they're worried about Edge looking older. Um I, I agree with you. I feel like this is just a a conversation you may have had. I can't imagine that the whole office is going. Jesus Christ! Have you seen how old Edge looks like? And to be fair, the man is looking sensational. All right, you might say, yeah, he's got some grey in his beard and that, but the, he's in the better shape he's ever been in.
0: Yeah. I think he looks incredible. I mean, when you compare how he looks now compared to the return that he had at the Royal Rumble, was it 2010 or 2009? He looks amazing. He looks way, way better now than he did on, on that return. He looks awesome now. Uh, but yeah, I, it's, it's not been a big concern for me when it shows in the ring, then I'll have my concerns and. Granted, we have not seen him outside of a taped environment much lately. We haven't seen him in a outside of a taped environment with fans in a long time either. He has zero one on one matches in front of fans since he came back.
2: Mm, yeah, man, that that's that sucks. So, I, mean, I mean, we did see him though against Jey Uso last yeah. week, and I'll say I thought it was a great main event, right? Like uh, a nice kind of prelude. I- I'm glad that we're getting to see a bit of Edge on the road to wrestlemania because so often with these uh, am i going to brand him a part-time star i don't know but with these kind of like super matchups that wwe like to book they kind of like to hold back because they're like you know they want to save it. that they, you have to tune in to see him at this big event but it seems with edge and i'm going to imagine this is from him right that he wants to be in there and he wants to maybe wh- whether it be work or for us but Working with someone like a Jay Uso as well, how many scenarios is that going to crop up? So it's cool for him to go and do that. I think there's a bunch of guys Edge wants to do that with.
0: Yeah, and Edge specified earlier this year, he didn't want to be like part-time guy, which it's a lot easier to say that right now than it was 13, 14 months ago, right? When they were doing live events. Now, if you show up, if you are there and you're there four out of five shows a month, you're full-time and that's a pretty, pretty good gig, and I mean, that that's easy for him to do, he's wrestling maybe once a month, once every three or four weeks, that's easy, you can do that, and honestly, it's probably better on his body to wrestle that often, as opposed to taking three, four months off here and there, especially at that age where your body slows down when you're not active, so uh, I, I think it's, I think it's a good approach for him, I, I like that. Yeah, and that's the thing as well,
2: like, he's been more active now, but of course last year leading into the injury, that was a case of where he was just working the big shows, right? Like he did the rumble. He did mania. He did, uh, I want to say, was it backlash? The greatest wrestling match ever. <laughs> yeah. I'm yes. saying it, it, it was coined that. Uh, so like, I, I and when, maybe that plays into it too, where he thinks, Hmm, that, that maybe that wasn't good for me. Just rolling out and doing the big match every now and again, especially after so long away. So I don't think there's any concern. This, is from my point of view, in in Edge looking older. Uh, no. obviously he
0: looks older. He's
2: 48. Of course, I he's going to look some, older.
0: I think he, it look. He looks more badass now than he ever has, too, because yeah. of that gray in his beard. Because he looks a little more grizzled and weathered. Yeah, bringing the Viking to life, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
2: let's talk about something. And I like I, I did this the other day of SB 3 because, of course, you guys are in America and you're. Round zero of this peacock, uh, in you know, takeover. And, oh. and I, I take it you've made the switch
0: over right at this point. Are you experiencing some of the same frustrations? I legitimately canceled the service this week. Ow! I legitimately canceled the service this week. I'm going to reevaluate how I do this. I might use a VPN um, and get the network overseas. I don't know because it looks like Peacock is sending me a meat and cheese tray to do this thing with Bianca Belair and Drew McIntyre on a media event. That might get me back, Alex. (laughs) That might reel me back in. If they send me on dry ice a meat and cheese tray, I might say, you know what, I don't care about all the edits. I don't care that I can't pause or rewind. I don't care that this is one of the worst app rollouts that we've ever seen. I'm back. I'm back, baby. But like for what we do, not having the ability to screenshot stuff and like post it out there, that kind of sucks. Now. I mean, granted if WWE hit me up and they said, Hey, that's our copyrighted stuff. We don't want you doing that. I wouldn't do it anyway, but not only that, they have actively encouraged it at times because they know that it, it it helps. It helps everybody involved. Uh, But this has been a terrible rollout. Uh, As far as the editing stuff, I'm not surprised, nor do I care. Like, I don't care that they're editing out insensitive material. It's just, they should have done it before. It shouldn't be a slow rollout. This should have already been done. And if you're WWE, and I've heard of some of this stuff being like exploding content, meaning that some of it might expire and go away per season. If you're WWE and you're looking at this, you're like, oh, wow. Not only can we make money off this, we can make money off physical media again. I got a bunch of wrestling pay-per-view DVDs I was going to sell, or I was going to give away a few months ago. No way. There's a market for them again. Like This changes so many different things peripherally for WWE, because there's going to be a whole lot of people that are, are going and getting Surfshark or something now, so they can get the network the way that they want it. But, a lot of that stuff is also being edited off the WDB network now. Yeah, I mean, I
2: I can't. <laughs> I before the network existed, I used to go on BitTorrent and download full years of raw. That's what sure. I did, and then I would just load them up v, VLC media player, bang, 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 watch them like that. Getting the uh, network was obviously a game changer. Where I was like, oh wow. I mean, it's still functionally, it's pretty terrible. Like I can't watch Raw and then SmackDown in the same year and then into a pay-per-view. You can only watch RAW, really. Like you can't yeah. make your own playlist and stuff like that, which is always frustrating. But um, I think in terms of
0: where we're at, like, I've never heard of a streaming service where you can't pause. I didn't think that would be a thing. Live content. It's not on-demand content, it is live content. Okay. But still, like WWE's had its fault, but that back 10 seconds and forward 10 seconds button. Oh, it made it made a great difference for me cuz something that I would miss, me I'd too. hit the the back 10 seconds button, grab a screenshot, grab whatever I needed. Oh, did I see that happen? Did I miss this? I'd hit that button and there I would be right back. I feel like as well with something like this. Sometimes people kick up a storm. Mm-hmm.
2: It's like it's like they don't actually want Vincent Mann and Booker T segment again, (laughs) and John Cena. Like They're not like, oh, how could you take that away from us? But it's like they feel like it's their freedom almost being stolen. So so it becomes an issue of not the content that they want to salvage so bad, but just that they feel like they are owed it almost. Do
0: you know what I mean? I'm more of a disclaimer person than an edit things off person. Like I think there should be a disclaimer at the beginning that says there's some Uh, racially, sexually insensitive material and prepare yourself for it type of thing. Like, I think that would make a lot more sense to me. But also, I can see that that Peacock might not want some of this stuff even attached to their service. And if so, I feel really, really bad for whoever is in charge of covering that late 90s stuff (laughs) because it's going to be heavy. Like, there's no... We're going to get, like, three-minute episodes of ECW. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: And that's the thing. Like, uh, for me, that was a great incentive to get the network in the first place. And to be fair, they've probably got me at their mercy because at the end of the day, $9.99 a month to have the pay-per-view. When you compare that to what we were paying back in the day, like, that always wins. So even if they take away all of the content that I love so much, and I do love going back and watching Raw and SmackDown and things like that. Yeah i still probably would be like ah, am i gonna get rid of it though like and i guess it's different for me being in the uk anyway we don't have that problem that dilemma but do you think wwe may be banking on that that there's going to be a section of fans that go well you know 999 for a pay-per-view still good value
0: yeah there will be some there will be some uh that that look at it. I mean, the Peacock deal overall, when you, in the grand scheme of things, when you consider how much pay-per-views were, it is still a good deal. All that's a good deal. But it, as far as being able to go and depending on where I th- I haven't signed up for the network under a VPN, but depending on where you sign up for it, I don't know if there's like some sort of deal there for it's related to your bank. I'm not educated on that. I think there are going to be some people that are like, you know what, I'm willing to pay that to get what I want out of this service.
2: Yeah. Like I always remember, it feels wild to me now because I remember watching the network and although like in the description Chris Benoit is never, ever mentioned, I was like, wow, I can watch Chris Benoit's 2004 run here. And I'm wondering, are WWE just going to completely go, "Mm, can't watch those years (laughs) like Chris Benoit was there. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how far or or how far they're going to take it. So I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Go on. And uh, I see people say, enjoy it in the UK. Why you came before they sell the BT Sport. I mean, <laughs> that I it's hard for me to believe that they won't try to further monetize it there, right? Because, I mean, the more money they can make, the better.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was saying this the other day. Obviously, a billion dollars is incredible for one area. And I, I'm, I've been told in this stream before and uh, elsewhere, I believe they have deals in India for the same sort of thing. So in theory... They could sell to providers in just all these different regions like the UK, other parts of Europe, I don't know, Mexico, Japan, whatever. Yeah. And and they could make, you know, they could sell for extortionate sums in all these different regions for one product. It's actually staggering to think how much money they could make doing that. Yeah. But I do wonder if this Peacock deal was set a precedent where some people were looking at it like, eh, maybe that's not a great idea um, after all. It's
0: it's all about the money for WWE. That's They don't care about the quality. I mean, that's why we have three-hour Raws instead of two-hour Raws. It's because they care about the money. And, I mean, they should. That's that's what they exist to do. They they don't exist to make Sean Ross Sapp happy on Mondays. That's for sure. <laughs> they exist to make more money. And they're doing really good at it. Um uh, sometimes you do have to weigh quality over quantity and how that affects your return, but uh, they're, they're dragging it in right now.
2: Yeah. I wonder, I wonder when that limit will be reached. You know what I mean? Where people stop. I say people, companies will stop paying them extortionate fees. Cause they're like, hmm, the quality doesn't actually match what we're paying here, but they haven't hit that ceiling yet for sure. Cause they're landing deal after deal. Let's get into some ultra chats yeah. here. Quick. Uh, Ricardo Holt man says hi guys watching a little live before work sean with a lot of exclamation points so i hope i conveyed that properly for you ricardo uh alex hope you're uh as well as ever did anyone notice Britt baker wearing flannel while calling out mick foley uh, That was by the way sean i'll let you take the, the bulk of these when you're
0: when you're sure. summoned
2: um but i thought that was a great promo full stop
0: Oh, I thought it was outstanding. She's so good. She's one of the best characters on there. If you ever had people that say, oh, EW is just a bunch of matches. It's not characters. Wrong. (laughs) There's so much good character work on that show. And she she is the shining beacon of light in that women's division. She should be the champion. I know there are some people that say she doesn't need the title, and you could argue that. But eventually, you gotta. Eventually, I think the biggest name has to be the champion and, nice. and carry that. And she is just killing it, man. And she had, a, this is a, com- a, comp- a comparison rather that I constantly bring up. She and Adam Page have very similar paths in that she was the first signing. He was the first person to come out and say, I want to be AEW champion. But there are a lot of people that saw those comparisons and they said, Oh, well, we know you're Adam Cole's girlfriend and he's friends with the Bucks. Oh, Adam Page, we know your buddies with the Bucks. And what what are the Bucks and Kenny Omega gonna do? Come out and say, no, we want to be the first champion. Well, then you got all the the accusations of EVPs booking themselves a certain way. Mm-hmm. And they they were pushed towards the top. It did not work. And then AEW did something creative and and let their let their personalities shine through. And now they're the two two of the hottest things in wrestling as a result one is a baby face one is a heel I I just think it's really good it shows you that they can recover really well in that company and I think that's a good thing
2: Absolutely. I've said this before. I feel like Hangman Page has been handled tremendously in particular in AEW because, you know, he came up short for the inaugural title, came up short for the ring against MJF, came up short against Kenny Omega, but he's in and around that ballpark and then he was kind of building equity as he went, right? And they found interesting... Uh, like exciting, you know, entertaining angles for him in the interim, be it the Dark Order and Matt Hardy and all of this other stuff. So I feel like they're doing a wonderful job. And when the time arrives, hopefully he's the guy to take it off Kenny, like probably not soon, but eventually um, I feel like it will be a magnificent moment and one that people have, they feel rewarded when it actually happens. And yeah, as for Brit, wow. I mean, she's got that kind of, I hate making a direct comparison, but that, Becky Lynch magnetism where, yeah, she's a hill right now, but people just love her. Like, and I feel like when there's full crowds, you won't be able to stop it.
0: Yeah. That's, that's what I'm interested in. I'm, I'm interested at WrestleMania all due respect to the great performers that are going to be there. How anybody reacts to literally anybody. <laughs> I don't know how I, <laughs> it was something I was just talking to Brian Myers off air about, like it's Vince's dream the last year. Like, Oh, I get to control. Who gets what reaction and at WrestleMania, we're like, we're not going to know before who's going to get what reaction. That's so interesting to me. I'm so excited because in our analysis, even like that used to be a part that we would say like, well, there was no crowd reaction. There was no this. I've had the benefit of being able to watch Raw with the volume turned down. I can't do that once fans are back and once WrestleMania is there. And also I won't have the ability to rewind and hear who got those reactions. So there we go. (laughs) The double-edged sword if there ever was one. Um, Yeah.
2: Benny Boy 004 says, nice to see the leader in British wrestling, YouTube on the
0: show, and Alex, yeah, thank you very much. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMyBritishGranny.com. Go there now. The leaders in British wrestling news. You know, it's it's just something that, that I had to do. I was like, you know what? I want to infiltrate that European market. I'm breaking more news now than anybody wrestlemybritishgranny.com <laughs> the way to tread on toes was the britishgranny.com
2: listen i feel like mjf nearly crumbled when that was announced on air i could see it i could see the i could see the twang on his face uh bloody hell the fact that you actually
0: linked it back to Fightful was the best part of all you need to get the link Ollie davis if you want to buy it Come on. I'll sell it. I'm a businessman. I'm a businessman. It's a 20 year anniversary of WCW being bought. And I just want to do this promo. I now own WrestleMyBritishGranny.com. Like Vince McMahon. Yeah. um, uh, Who would be the Jeff Jarrett sacrificial lamb on that one? Oh, boy. (laughs) You know, that's a good one. There's nobody I really hate at WrestleTalk, though. Mm. Um probably Ollie just to do it just cuz the storyline would be entertaining. Yeah. He would he would move to Nashville and start up his own yeah. his <laughs> own wrestling website out of there. Musiccitywrestling.com.
2: <laughs> Get his dad on the blower. Yeah, I could see yeah. that happening. I really could. <laughs> <laughs> uh duh, so we got one from harif Handuko. uh it says all hail dong lord i actually just skipped five by, by the last part of benny boy because i was reeling from what he said uh he, he did say before we move on thoughts on christian and
0: kaz next week hashtag ofe excited about it uh it's their first singles match against each other in 15 years i thought i think it made made a lot of sense it's somebody that that christian is comfortable with and in his first singles match in seven years i think it's very important to have somebody that he's comfortable with and somebody he has history with Uh, the benefit is everything's fresh for him now no matter how many times he's wrestled anybody if they put him in there against matt hardy it's a fresh matchup because it hasn't happened in so long
2: yeah absolutely and the thing is like Kazarian is such a, like a smart play for me in this spot. If you're going to do Christian's first one back, as you say, okay, give him something that he knows that he can trust that he will work well with. There's a whole, is that LASIK? Is
0: that working for you right now? Yeah. yeah it's uh, it's my eye drops.
2: <laughs> We're already
0: a week out of that. You know, you do. Yeah. Well. Dr- they're, they're dried out, man. That's, that's the downside. I've got through most of the medicine. Uh, my vision's a lot better. The headaches are gone. So that's good. RVD Matt Riddle all dried out. I see. Oh yeah. It, it, I haven't been smoking weed. Um, <laughs> I wish, but no,
2: unfortunately not. But no, I do think Kaz is a great shout here. Um, and of course it's not going to affect the SCU storyline either where him and Christopher Daniels are heading. Um, presumably on the on the collision course with the young bucks maybe double or nothing i don't yeah. know you would you would think so though um so yeah i am all i'm all for it uh, anyway back to arif sorry buddy to cut you off oh uh, hail dong lord if wwe's concerned with edge looking old i couldn't imagine what they thought of lord goldberg don't lord God, don't give him that prefix last year uh speaking of old which old but active wrestlers you want to see become WWE AEW in 2021. Love from Indonesia. Sorry, he meant champion. Ooh, that's a good one, Sean. What what veterans would you like to see hold some gold?
0: Are we talking WWE, AEW? Both, he asked. okay. So it depends on what he means by by veteran. Does he mean like people that are that are making a big comeback that um that are headed back? I don't want to see Paul White holding any. That's for sure. Sure. I don't want to see that. Uh, I used to think that SCU was a shoe-in, but now, like, I think their time has passed them. I think if they do, it'll be like a, a wink and a nod run. Like, they get there, they win the titles, then they drop them immediately afterwards as, like, a here's, a, like, an achievement type of thing. Yeah. Um, I could see that happening. Do you see think- that
2: for, like, Sting,
0: maybe? No. I think he'll just do cinematic matches. Uh, I think Eddie Kingston could hold uh, hold sure. tag titles with uh, with John Moxley. I think that could happen. Uh, I think that Edge could win tag titles too. I mean, everybody else does, so why not him? <laughs> um, man, I think that there's a chance like Mickey James wins a tag title. I hope to God they do this Chelsea Green stuff. Yes, with with Mickey James. This is something I had reported on last year. They filmed vignettes for it. It was going to debut on Raw. And it got nixed like a half an hour before the show. Um, I hope they win the the tag titles at some point. And I mean, the the sad reality of the situation is Mickey James is completely right. Um, but I, know, I think this person specifically meant world titles. Uh, I don't <laughs> think so in you, you- AEW. Who do you want? I guess is the question. Like if you can, nobody, I know Ooh. I don't want anybody. I, I like their current people. And then if they have the George Foreman story play out or something where you've, which is crazy. He was like 45 when he won the world title. But <laughs> if right. you have like a 50 year old winning the world title, it's a big, big deal. And it's rare. Like it's, it doesn't happen. Otherwise I don't want to see anybody like that winning the mm. title that I can think of. And I, I don't consider people that are just 43, 44, 45 like that because that's still that's a prime of a career at this point now. Things have it changed is. so much.
2: You know, like I was talking to Daniel Bryan the other day and he was sort of saying about you know, oh, I'm considering what I'm going to do with my next contract and all of that stuff. He wants to be a present dad. He's 39. Like he yep. could go he could go away, look after his kids while until they go to school and come back. He could. Like Yes he's got so much time. I, I, You know, when
0: you think of Daniel Bryan, cause he's been around forever now, you don't think he's still in his, th- I mean, just still in his thirties though. And that was roughly the age. I think, I think Hogan was 40, 41 when he signed with WCW and people were like over the hill done. <laughs> now we're not going to pretend like 40 back then isn't different than 40. Now it is like Hogan couldn't do anything back then. He sucked <laughs> in the ring. He was terrible. So, Obviously, science has changed and, and methods have changed. The ring is softer now. Once Vince McMahon started bumping, those rings got softer <laughs> all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. yeah, it is a lot different.
2: Yeah. I mean, when I think of the veterans, obviously, like I, I do think AEW has done a good job in who in who they've recruited, but I, I never see it for that reason. Like, I can't see a, a Paul White or a Matt Hardy. Uh pff, I, I just don't see those guys being pushed towards the world title picture in AEW. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've said this before as well. And I said, well, even earlier in the show, Hangman. I feel like he's waiting in the wings for Kenny MJ MJF will be a champion in the next year or two. I can't imagine it will be. I don't think it'll be a long thing. He'll be a champion sooner rather than later, but I don't see it being in this phase where Kenny in that story. And then, you know, Wardlow is somebody who would tie in with that story and he might be a champion sort of thing. So that, I mean, AEW have got a ton of options that they don't need to like go to that. Well, that WWE certainly have gone to a ton of times. I don't, I mean, do I need to get into this? I don't want to see Goldberg being champion again.
0: Never, never, ever, ever, ever never,
2: never, ever. I never. don't want to see that. Um, I didn't want to see it when I did see it. So it, it doesn't need to happen, but WWE have this horrible habit, Um, but we're looking at their roster even right now, like people who are, you know, I'm assuming you're talking like late 40s into 50, who would be the champion? Again, it's 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 hard to say. I feel like the landscape of SmackDown right now is so good. Like with yeah. Roman Reigns, you could keep Roman as champion for like a year from now. He could retain at Mania all the way to next mania, and you would not be short sure on interesting challenges for him. Yeah, you know, every baby view you could line up someone different because SmackDown roster is so well stacked at
0: the moment. You know, Raw doesn't have the same luxury, but yeah. Bob Backlund winning the title at 45 was like a crazy thing. It was based off the Foreman thing, even. Mm. Uh, and and now it's it's like it just happens all the time. And it it should happen more often than it happened back then, but uh I think that the Goldberg stuff really ruined me on that.
2: Yeah, I I I think that'd be my main thing too. Like I'd want it to be the right circumstances and the right person, and I don't know. I feel like maybe it's diluted at a point now, where it's like, oh, you know, that, that kind of sucks. I guess Edge would be the easy answer here. Mm-hmm. At forty-eight, they've done the whole fairy tale story, the Rumble from one to you know, you you would assume that leads to them winning the title on paper. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? I w- I wouldn't be mad if
0: Roman retained at Mania at all. In fact, I hope so. I, I hope he does. I yeah. hope he retains because he's one of the best things on the show, and to me. It's it's important. I don't think that he should lose the title. If they can get The Rock next year for AT&T Stadium, I think maybe The Rock should cost him the title because the only thing more important than that Roman Reigns title right now is Roman Reigns' family. And them yeah. battling over their family and who is the head of that table, I think actually means more right now. Uh, so I think that's the only reason. But that would give him enough sufficient reason to be pissed off enough to do that match. Do you think... And this gets me excited.
2: Do you think then Rock costs Roman at that one? And then they do it at the next one in LA? Uh,
0: I, th- I think that they should probably have the Rock cost in the title before WrestleMania next year. That way they can fill up that gigantic stadium Because, I mean, you know WWE wants to do, oh, my gosh, we got Rock and and Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey, and we're filling this arena up, the the greatest attendance since the pandemic started, which (laughs) is what they're going to say this year. But uh, also, it gets the title out of that situation. They do not need a title anywhere near that match.
2: No. Yeah, like you said, it's just for the family rights, you know, head of the table. And that's plausible, by the way. You know, Rock and Reigns, Lynch and Rousey, to, Jesus Christ, that'd be a massive WrestleMania. On paper, that's that's to me, that's the two biggest matches WWE can book, male and female, right there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. And that they're running out of those marquee celebrity matches that make a lot of sense. they, they still have a few, they, a couple shoe in WrestleMania main events. I think a horsewoman four way is yeah. like, like that's got to be. They fumbled Shield three way. They they. I'm glad they did it. But that could have been a WrestleMania main event, easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I mean, I think that Lashley and Lesnar, maybe? It could definitely headline a SummerSlam and be big. But yes, um, I, I think they, they've they got to develop some talent and make it top of the line so they can have some slam-dunk, transcendent WrestleMania main events that are of their own. Yeah, you're right. They are running
2: out there, without a doubt. Uh, another Ultra Chat here from Bibbidi-Bubbidi-Whatever. Okay. Uh, tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, Choco Pro 100 is live and free to watch on YouTube. Check it out, uh, in brackets, not officially endorsed by Sean Ross Sapp or five.
0: That sounds free. like an ad read to me. They shouldn't be <laughs> yeah. paying you more for that. We, we don't allow that in my neck of the woods. I'm like, you all can ask questions. But if you're running ads, you, you got to pay the premium price.
2: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's not a premium price that he's paid either. But anyway, so. you know, uh, WrestleScope as well is here. SRS, how do you feel about Impact moving to Thursday nights on the same night as NXT TakeOver 2. Why could they not wait one week instead of going head-to-head with a strong NXT card?
0: Don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. Not sure why they didn't do it like that. Figured they were going to move to Thursdays. Actually talked to a bunch of the wrestlers, and they're like, yeah. Uh, I, of course, I, they had filmed stuff by then, and I didn't realize it. The, we owned the night commercial. And they, they said that they wouldn't have been surprised about the movie either. It makes sense. You don't want to go up against Dark and NXT. That's a bad idea. That's a good way to get like two people watching your show. Uh, but I think they should have waited a week. And in fact, when I put out like a schedule tweet, I actually messed it up the first time because I thought they were. Instinctively, I was like, oh, it would just make sense for them to do it after WrestleMania week. Nope. But also, <laughs> no. I kind of do see a point of where you want to get people in that habit before they're exhausted from WrestleMania. Cause let me tell you by the time that Thursday after mania rolls around, I am not going to watch impact when it happens on the air. No. I'm not not pl- impact. Please send us screeners again. Please <laughs> oh, send us please. screeners again.
2: Who messed that up for us? I need to know. It could have been me. I mean, they got <laughs>
0: upset at me over one thing, but I was like, Hey, I didn't pull that from your screener. I, I ran that before you all sent the screener. But I, I think I know who did mess it up. Um, and I don't want to say them in the air. They're actually nice people, but they did mess it up for us. But yeah. It's fine. But uh, there was one time we accidentally posted the full coverage of it when the live coverage went up and it had all the results. And Impact called me and they're like, people here are mad. And I was like, nobody there is looking at our live coverage. I don't even look at our live coverage till it's done. Nobody does that. They go through at the at the end of the show. They read the results. Ain't nobody hanging out in our live coverage. It ain't where. It ain't happening.
2: There's something satisfying about that. Where impacts on air and they're all sitting there going, mm-hmm. "Have you seen this shit on Fightful? Like the whole locker room. <laughs> Look at that."
0: Yeah, uh, it, it's not happening. It's not. And somebody's asking us what a screener is. That sometimes companies MLW uh, Impact specifically. Yeah, they know that people that are covering this are usually up every single night covering this stuff so they send us an advanced copy that way they do get coverage and that really does enhance their coverage as a result because quite frankly that, that stuff isn't really high up on the totem pole as talented as the performers are and it, it gets them a lot more articles it gets them a lot more press
2: yeah like i mean j- just to break it down a little bit more simpler obviously fightful to talk sport uh are different in the sense that fightful i mean you do cover different sports yeah but obviously talk sport is a national outlet so for me right. my audience is different to what fight for would be so i mean the same rules apply in some way but i personally like ring of honor and impact but it's not really in my interest to write too much about them on yeah. my site only if i get like interviews and stuff am i really going to do it wwe AEW, that's the bread and butter for for someone yeah. like talk sport. so when uh impact will send me a screener it makes things immediately more helpful like they I think initially when Kenny was moving over and stuff, that was really, really helpful. The same as WWE when um, they were sending screeners when Undertaker's Last Ride documentary, right? Like that made it so much easier to like get the lines in order for when the thing would drop. So yes, we would be able to transcribe
0: stuff, have articles ready to go. Otherwise it's like, okay, well you got Raw Monday, AEW and NXT Wednesday, uh, SmackDown Friday. You know, we, we got to, we do got to take nights off. (laughs) (laughs) eventually especially now so i mean i i I think it'd be a good idea but that's just that's just us nitpicking but yeah i i miss those last ride screeners those were good they were so i I wish i wish they'd do that for those documentaries but quite frankly i know a lot of their documentaries don't get finished until like a day or two before wow
2: i mean that's funny because after um fast lane obviously i'm watching orton and stone cold and i'm picking like Three or four lines out of that. And I'm thinking the same. Man, I wish I didn't have to sit here and meticulously go through it yeah. to get all of these lines. And it normally is those long form ones that you do. Um, Sean, we're going to jump into some news again here. And I'm going to. I'm going to. Uh... Titular news, I hope. <laughs> when isn't it? It should always be. <laughs> uh, nah, uh, we've got. I'm going to group them together since they were on WWE TV together. Zelina Vega and Andrade, right? Uh, yeah. Dave, Dave Meltzer is saying that Zelina Vega has committed. Somewhere that is not a e w and mm-hmm. that means that she can't commit anywhere else. what's the first place that goes to your mind when you hear that r o
0: h mm. if it's a wrestling company because like she has a history of impact, we know that right yeah, she has history and impact um and they could they could really use her, but they just did their tapings, and I didn't hear she was there she wasn't there, so um. I'm about to report who was there, though. <laughs> but, uh, FightfulSelect.com, and I'll tell you guys who was there at the Impact tapings this past week. ROH is what's in my head, um, and I think that both of them going to ROH would make a lot of sense for, for them, although I wouldn't be surprised if Andrade ends up in New Japan to some capacity. But mm-hmm. if she was an Impact, she'd be able to go to AEW. If she was well, – where else is there? MLW, maybe? I can't see that happening. Mm. I mean, I, I guess I could ask around. I've been MLW has gotten some people. It's just I don't they, they haven't put a giant focus on on a women's division. Although Selena De La Renta and Zelina going at it sounds like really, really good stuff. <laughs> yeah. But when I think of ROH, I'm like, oh, well, who's there? And I'm like, well, a bunch of Andrade's buddies are there. And a bunch of people that Andrade said are told don't go to WWE are there because Roosh and Dragon Lee inquired him about it. And he said, don't do it. I think that if Andrade and Zelina went to Thea Trinidad, went to ROH, that would be such a big shot in the arm for ROH because I thought there were so many talent that ROH lost out on. If I were them, I'd be hitting up Zicky Dice. I would have tried with Ethan Page. They weren't going to get him. I would have tried with Matt Cardona. I would have tried with a lot of these people who can work but are also vivid personalities. And because they've got plenty of great workers, they need some vivid personalities there as well. Briscoes are great. Dalton Castle's great. don't think he has a contract, but you need some people with vivid personalities. Zelina has that. Andrade is transcendent in that sense to where he is more charismatic than language is. Yeah. And you can have Zelina for a women's division that you gotta build up. You have them as an act. You've got Andrade to do stuff with a bunch of people he's comfortable with, and he can have a good match with anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, also, they got Danhausen. That's another good personality. But they've embraced that more lately. And Zelina, I think, fits that mold. That that's what my head thinks. But he also said he's he Dave said that he wasn't sure that it was even a wrestling company.
2: Give me Gresham and Andrade. Give it to me now. Uh, Gresham is so good. He is so, so good. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, if they presumably, if they do move as a pair, I mean, we know that AEW have their storylines planned way in advance. Like we've seen it with Miro. It's very hard to come into there yeah. where everyone is already plugged in for X amount of months and you kind of have to bide your time and wait. And I feel like that might be the case
0: and and i don't think much of his creative is planned out way ahead of time specifically but um a lot of their stuff is but there's yes. also room to where where if somebody gets white hot in AEW they rock with him like i don't think they expected john silver to become a big star and mm-hmm. he's like people love him now unfortunately he's out but Ring of Honor, I actually think, is the best fit for Andrade right now, where he can slide in, be a top guy, have top matches, work other promotions. Like, like in Mexico, he can work other promotions. Uh, but there, there's so much intermingling between companies right now. Like, I don't yeah. know who's on good terms with who. I don't know if New Japan is still on good terms with the Ring of Honor or not. I have no idea. So, man, there's there's so many different so many moving parts right now. I think by the end of 2021, we could have an honest to God, like super card outside of WWE. And I hope it happens.
2: Yeah. Oh God. That'd be great for wrestling. I mean, yeah. I, I, I spoke and this probably isn't anything.
0: Cause obviously they, she didn't turn
2: up at any of the recent tapings or anything. Uh, and NWA, they film like seasons, right? Yes. Um, I know Melina is a massive fan and wants to work with her. And Nick Aldis says that they just get people in essentially, to work for a season and they go from there. Like no one's really tied down. Well, i say mm-hmm. no one people are, but you know uh, is, yeah. yeah, sure. But if you, know, like a Chris Adonis and people like that, they just basically come in and work mm. the season and they take it from there. So that did, I did get thinking, mm, maybe she is just kind of like walking, working a short term thing there. But at the same time, she wouldn't be tied down. And, I think they've recorded some of their stuff already, like a bulk of it. So I I don't know. It's interesting though, to think about, I mean, the two of the hottest people on the market you could possibly think of right now. And it would be, as you say, a massive injection for ring of honor. It really would ahead of their anniversary show, by the way.
0: Yeah. Um, and there were a lot of people that speculated, Oh, well, Andrade can pop up on ROH 19. Well, they actually filmed it before he got his release, but with the power of post-production, you can do anything. you could, have the show end and then cut to an Andrade video. And if I I I for the sake of Ring of Honor, I hope they got him because they need it. The only real big free agent that they landed, well they they got EC3 and they got Danhausen who is is a commodity on the Indies. And mm-hmm. th- those are the only two that I think of. The women's division, they got to restart it soon to add more to it cuz Poor Maria Manic has been sitting there a year. She looks like a star in her first match, but hmm. you can't capitalize on that right now. Uh, I think they need a little bit more of an injection there.
2: I mean, some people were surprised. I know the landscape's changed dramatically for Marty Scurll. But obviously when he re-signed and he had like the creative power and stuff, yeah. at the time, that was considered quite a big deal for Ring of Honor. It was like, wow, they, you know, they kept hold of him because everyone, well, most people thought it was a lock he would join the guys AEW. AEW. Um, but I think, yeah, six, you know, six to 12-month run in Ring of Honor and then, you know, kill it in all of those matches there and then his value is sky high. That, that's, that's a good idea in my book. I would sign. It. I
0: would sign a deal through Final Battle. That's exactly what I would do, and then that leaves you open to maybe popping up in the the Tokyo Dome on January fourth, mm-hmm. doing some stuff there. I would, I would really love, love that.
2: I spoke to someone after Tessa Blanchard left Impact. Someone who actually like knows her, and he didn't. He said like you know she's not going to make any decisions soon. But if he had to gamble, he was like you know I, I think she'll end up in WWE. Okay, cool. Now. It's getting increased. It's been increasingly difficult to to obviously make educated guesses on Tessa Blanchard ever since. Now we've seen her training the other
0: day with a bunch of the WWE girls and guys. Like she trained with Sasha fairly often. Like I don't want to say fairly often, but here and there.
2: Yeah, it wasn't the first time. That's for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, So, what what, if you had to weigh in on the Tessa stakes, and you know, even if it's just a guesstimate, where would you say?
0: Well, I'll say what i can (laughs) without getting anybody in trouble that i know of they're interested in in getting her somewhere um she has people that are trying to advise her on like uh, what steps to maybe take there i don't know if they'll happen i would be most i think she would probably end up in wdb before anywhere else Mm. I think AEW stands the best chance for her to recuperate as a personality because some apologies have to be made. For sure. They just have to be made. Um, God. I I know that AEW has dealt with some problematic people in the past, and I had a wrestler say to me, and I quote, I would rather have 10 Tessa Blanchards than one of – Insert wrestler name here. Yeah. So, I mean, there are some people that can get along with her and do okay. But I mean, these attitude issues have followed her and they are real. And they did separate of, of whether you believe or not, the the racial slurs, the attitude issues have been a real thing. And she was a very young, outstanding talent to me. I don't know if there was anybody that exuded winner, in the ring more than Tessa Blanchard. One of the things I love most is watching a wrestler who looks like they are always trying to win the wrestling match they're in. And Tessa Blanchard does that maybe better than anybody else on earth. And I think that's very special, but I, there's gotta be some evaluation there and I'm sure she's done plenty of reflecting, but to me, WDB is most likely to overlook that stuff Mm -hmm. because we've seen them overlook it in the past. And present. Yes, and present. Yes, absolutely.
2: <laughs> but there you have it. I mean, I, I, it's very interesting. I think, you know, the climate, it's one of those things, right? Like somebody will take a punt on the talent eventually. Somebody will. Like she won't just stay in the wilderness uh, of wrestling forever at all. And, I, you know, everyone keeps going, AW, her dad's there, of course. But I think Tony Khan's stance on not just Tessa Blanchard, specifically but this sort of situation has been fairly clear so it you know it's one of them she's she's available but also she's not because she's kind of waiting to find the right spot and make the right move
0: I, for her I don't think she's waiting I think or I I don't think yeah I don't think it's her call mm. I think it's whoever offers her what that's just me personally I'm not reporting anything I just think that there hasn't been a firm offer yet. And yeah, I do think that if she signed with AEW, they'd be like, you need to make this right. You need to, you can't be, uh, you can't affect our locker room because they have in the past when AEW has had people that are trouble in the locker room, they've done away with them. Now, granted, WWE has done the same recently. Charlie Caruso had heat with people. They're like, go home. So, I mean, that, that will not fly in AEW or WWE.
2: Mm, absolutely. Uh, we've got an ultra chat here from uh, Matty who says, Hey, Alex and Sean, how are you both? Uh, I'm good. Sean, are you good?
0: I'm great. I'm awesome. I have a good life.
2: <laughs> I'm really looking forward to SmackDown. I'm intrigued to see what they do with Roman and Co. If it's a triple threat, it will rule. Question for Sean How did you go from being a wrestling fan, Sean, to, oh, he said it, being journalist, Sean? And also, it's worth noting that uh, along that journey, Sean, was wrestler Sean, by the way, I've seen the footage.
0: Oh boy. Please don't direct people to that. Um, (laughs) I did train as a pro wrestler in like, I always wanted to be a writer of some, some capacity. Sometimes I forget that, but in my high school yearbook, it said I wanted to be a sports writer, but in like 2008, 2009, I was training MMA full time. I thought I was going to be an MMA fighter and some pretty early injuries sidelined that, uh, I started to train pro wrestling. I did some pro wrestling matches and then I would work literally any free job. I could taping hands, managing fighters, teaching kickboxing, anything like that to, to get experience, um, went to college, which if you got lots of money, go ahead. I did not. So now I'm in a lot of student loan debt. Um, but yeah, I, I still wrestle here and there, uh, to just cause I, I train pretty often, but, I like to have an idea of what I do, what I'm doing, and it's just fun. But when I finally made the leap and decided to do this full time was like 2014, 2015, and I was like, okay, there's room to cover New Japan, Ring of Honor, a lot of stuff like that wasn't getting covered, but was emerging in um, in popularity. I was like, I think there's room to do this. I think I can make a living doing this, and I was fortunate enough to. Uh, quite frankly, if if for the question anybody asks, oh, how do I get started? Just create content, start mm-hmm. writing, start doing video, start doing audio, start learning how to edit, because the more different things you know how to do uh, competently, the more likely you are to get hired. Uh, be competent at everything so they'll trust you with anything.
2: I want, I half the reason, maybe not half certainly part of the reason I wanted Sean on this one um, is because for me personally, you know, I have my own show now and things are going great at talk sport, but honestly, without Sean earlier in my career, signal boosting me and, and propping me up, like having that, that support in the industry, it would have been a
0: lot, a lot, a lot tougher.
2: I don't think I'd be where I am certainly at this point without it. Um, and- well, it was
0: definitely not easy for me. Cause when I came in, it's like, well, you're not Mike Johnson. You're not Dave Meltzer. So who the hell are you? And early on i was like really really jealous when somebody would get some stuff that i felt like i had worked for and i was working very hard but the jealousy did not help me whatsoever and when i got into a position and there were a few people in mma that helped me not besides bill after there weren't a lot of people in wrestling that were willing to help me Mm. and i was like well What's it gonna hurt if I retweet somebody else's stuff? What's it gonna hurt if somebody like Alex or Gary Cassidy or Louis Dangor is doing really good work and I say this is really good work? I think they're doing awesome stuff. It ain't gonna hurt me at all. I'm, I'm. You guys are stuck with me. Like I'm, <laughs> I ain't going anywhere. This is what I'm doing. So I was like, well, I would rather there be more people. I'd rather there be Alex McCarthy, Sean Rossap, Gary Cassidy, Louis Dangor john pollock dave Meltzer, mike johnson ryan satin than just dave and mike yes and that's no disrespect to them it's just i think the more credible people that we have doing this the more credible this is and that's important to me i think as well i mean that's kind of a lesson i've
2: i've I've tried to take forward is is paying it forward like there's a lot of guys like a matty paddock for instance or an alistair mcgeorge they do really good interviews but they don't have that massive following yet or, you know, even the platform perhaps that gets recognized. It's just, you have to showcase that. I feel, you know, without my interviews getting seen because of Sean and Ryan were were two pivotal people in that again, you don't start getting the momentum and there's a lot of people out there that deserve it. There's a lot of people like, yeah, Spencer, love another one,
0: Um, Spencer love Joey G from Lords of pain is doing really good stuff. Like there's, there's, and I'm not trying to leave anybody out. It's just, there's so many now. And I think that's awesome. I think that's the best. Uh, Stephanie chase and Andrea Hanks and Molly bell, all these women that are emerging Denise that are completely changing that type of thing. And I looked back and I'm like, bill afters, the only one that helped me. And he did when, when my boss hit up bill after and said, who should I get to do this? Who knows MMA boxing and wrestling? Um, bill after said, Sean Ross Sapp. and, I worked for him for free for five years. I never got paid a dime. And it was a part of that learning process because I went to work with him. And I remembered him doing that for me after I gave him all that free work. And I was like, okay, I want to help out other people like that at the very least. Mm. Uh, Fifth Gen Connie says, Sean made Alex famous. If I was famous. I mean, I'm I make I make Alex Alex McCarthy, Alex Palowski, Alex Queen of the Ring. I'm just making all these Alex's, Alexis's, (laughs) this is what
2: i do uh bibbidi boobidi
0: whatever has returned and said sean made me feel bad lol no he's let me let me clarify i was busting balls nothing I, i thought it was somebody from the company i thought this was like a promoter at first and i was like hey now then i saw their comment that said just trying to highlight some wrestling i like i'm not telling you how to run your show i'm just saying hey that's that's cool but a lot of times we'll get people that are like, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Yeah. Check this out. And they'll send like a 93 cent super chat.
2: He put still not the price of advertisement, but I'm not selling anything. It's free. Uh, in brackets, and I'm poor. I wish you hadn't donated more money. Come on now. Uh, God damn it. Uh, also, that sounds and-
0: like a bad investment. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ace Shock says, "Would there be women that follow the same path? Just like there are tons. There are we lots. just we just went through it, guys. That you know, you know Denise is Jesus Christ killing it in what she's doing right now. But Steph Chase, of course, one of the resident co-hosts on this channel, is owning that AEW space. Emily you know, Pratt,
0: Emily Pratt, kicks ass. Stephanie francombe is on every media call that we do from France at like Molly." Molly Molly Bell is a phenom at this. Mm. Taylor Hendricks, who you guys might know from Impact and ROH, she is one of our best feature writers. She writes all the time. Like there are no shortage of of female content creators. Years ago we had Anna Bauert who did this stuff and she was just unreal. Wish she'd come back, but she's she's effectively retired from wrestling. There are a lot of them. Now, there there aren't necessarily a ton that are doing the news writing thing. There are some Emily Pratt specifically is really good. Kelly Hallowett on, on wrestling Inc. There are a ton of them doing this and they're doing really, really good at it. They really are. Couldn't echo that enough.
2: Uh, I guess when we we transition into the final stretch here, uh, have we got any more ultra chats? No, we don't. So guys, if you have any questions for Sean, any at all, that you want to get into the chat right now. I'm going to let you have them for free for these last few minutes. For so. you, poor
0: people, even,
2: uh, yeah, even, the, yeah. Please, bibbity, boobity, whatever. Get, <laughs> get your free size of Sean right now. Um, but yes, uh, just I did want to say on that in terms of. You know, I see a lot of people in the comments saying, "I want to do this," or "I would like." I don't know where to start. There's so much wrestling out there. Of course, it's daunting, right? Like even doing this show right now, there are a ton of YouTube shows. On you know, the the fact that we tried to differentiate was like, "Well, we're going to do it every day." You know, like Dave does, I guess. And for us, it was uh, looking at the UK. We were like a step behind guys like Sean, Ryan, uh, and of course, Dave, Mike. And now, over the past, I would say three or four years um Sean's already mentioned all the names but we have kind of started to and part of that is because of the light that was shone over from the U.S. but now we've had the access we've made the most of it you the quality of work has spoken for, for me at TalkSport I was definitely going to have people come and do experience with me prior to the pandemic and that kind of ruined stuff unfortunately yeah. you know Louis was going to be one of them ironically enough he was going to come into TalkSport uh, studios with me uh he can he can do his own thing now, big for his, big, big for his boots. Uh, but when things do open up again, hopefully later in the second half of this year in the UK, I welcome everyone to send me your stuff. You know, if you are working at this, I don't know, studying a degree or you're out there putting out content, I want to know about it. And hopefully I can help open some doors for you. And at least... Get you a byline, get you some experience. Yeah. Uh, that That is the goal for me. And Fightful, man, the squad you've put together, Sean, you must be so happy with that.
0: I'm pretty good at recruiting. I, I always, <laughs> and people will always say, well, how? Where do I go? What do I do? Every, anybody can start a Patreon for free and put up content there. Anybody can start a YouTube account for free. There are a lot of podcast platforms for free. Now, you might not necessarily get a ton of views, a ton of viewers or anything But you need to be experienced in news writing, recapping, column writing. What you can't expect to do is to just share your opinions on wrestling and expect to get hired and paid somewhere. That's probably not going to – like everybody has an opinion in that regard. And you know there are a lot of people saying, oh, should I be getting paid? Should I be writing free? I started off free. Wouldn't encourage anybody else to do that. If you can get paid right out of the gate, have at it. I'll never ask somebody to write for free if they offer it. I'm probably not going to turn it down if the work is good, but mm. we've had people that went from free or part-time to full-time and stuff. Like I had to force Molly Bell to take money. I had to be <laughs> like, listen here. Listen here, little girl. You're going to take our money now for when you write for us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 by the collar. I like, <laughs> <laughs> by, her, by her lapels. Come here. Hey, you
2: (laughs) guys, it's nine o'clock. Sean is meant to be leaving now. Sean, will you take two or three questions from the guys? Yeah, of course I'm here. Let's go with Natty Hendricks to begin thoughts on the rumor of Charlotte, possibly being on SmackDown tonight and maybe being added to the Sasha and Bianca match. Sean, Alex. Oh no, Sean knows something and he's hiding from us. No, I don't want this to happen.
0: It's so tone deaf and stupid. Okay. Okay. But is it Charlotte and Bailey? I hope, I hope, I I hope it's a Raw versus SmackDown match because that's a good match. Do something special. Put some stakes there. Like, because these are two really great talents. Do not add her to potentially the first WrestleMania main event with two women of color. If you do that, if you do that, (laughs) you are dumb. This match does not need it. Uh, I think that her being added to Oscar and Rhea would make sense because it's the ghost of her WrestleMania past, so to speak. Yeah. And she could say I beat both of you at WrestleMania. I want in and it would get her the right kind of heat. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Hopefully it's Bailey. That's my thoughts uh, on that. Help. Adam Pearson. We all love Adam Pearson. How you doing brother? Um, Sean
0: and Alex, what are the best and worst arenas and events of full food? Wolstein, Drink snacks. Wolstein Center, Cleveland, Ohio. I went there. I got my hair cut, cut off by awesome Kong with a <laughs> hook knife. And not only did I not get free nachos out of the deal, I had to pay for them. And the cheese legitimately tasted like vomit. It was Ooh. gross, bro. Also, depending on where you are at great American ballpark in Cincinnati at a baseball game, one end of the place has really, really good hot dogs. And the other end, (laughs) nah. I, um, God, I remember the beer I had at
2: WrestleMania 34 sucked. I don't know whether it was just a tender. (laughs) I was going to, but it sucked. Um, and I don't even know. I can't remember the name of the,
0: where do the rockets play? Oh gosh. The rocket or the, the Toyota center is it Yeah, toy- okay yeah there, there it is is it for some Maybe. reason i thought it was like quick and loans arena or something is it <laughs> i don't know it might no be. it is it is the toyota center you're right you're all right all right All right. i mean i am um, i went there
2: for i think it was smackdown before the rumble they had great pizza let, let that be known get your slices of pizza from the toyota center if, if i've even got that right
0: uh Good pizza. don't know why that stuck with me so much, but it absolutely has. Uh, it's important when, when you're there because sometimes you're there for five, six hours. And sometimes you got to eat your your dinner at yeah. the venue. And when you look at the options and you go, I'm going to go with the Snickers and the bottled water to play it safe. that That's not good. No, it's not. Uh, this is a good one to finish on. Elliot Fetcher says, see
2: how many, (laughs) Sean, how many ways is Joe Pearl going to kick your ass for the
0: fightful title? Hashtag Team Joe. I'm going to whip that boy's ass so bad. I'm going to go to Canada and I'm going to kick his ass all across the great white North. I'm going to beat him up so bad and take that fightful championship. I can't believe he went and won that title in Rio, of all places. Embarrassing. I am going to beat that guy up so bad. Oh, man. (laughs) What a smear on the
2: Fightful title. But nonetheless, uh, it has not been a smear here on Wrestling Daily because we've had the delightful Sean Ross Sapp. He's given us an hour of his time. Sean, I'm so grateful once again. uh, This is a shoot, right? But I'm very grateful for you and everything that you've done, uh, not only in the industry, but for me, man. So thank you very much for being the first guest host here on Wrestling Daily, man. Come back one day.
0: I might. I, th- I think I will. Yeah, this is pretty good. This was a good show. So yeah, I probably will. Um, we're we're gonna call this the No Louis Allowed
2: show. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I know Louis is just gagging to to get in here and and mm. be the host with you. Like he was lurking backstage uh, beforehand. He was going, I'm just putting something in the back end for you. Nah, he wanted to see Sean. He wanted some of his Sean Ross sap. Uh, but you know, he's still lost enough after that fight. For, after MJF said he was the best guy you had.
0: Yeah, well, that's funny because he always called him the shitty little British guy to us uh, personally. And it, uh, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Although MJF did essentially accuse you of being a pedo. <laughs>
0: yeah, that wasn't something I was keen on. Like, I'm all for the MJF ball busting. And I was like, I'd like for him to not make that one. Like... People yeah. have lost their lives because of that. Like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's take it easy on, on that aspect of the gimmick, please. Take
2: take your pick anywhere else, bud. Um, maybe don't make Get me out. a veto. <laughs> My God. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much uh, to Sean for joining us tonight. Thank you to all of you guys for your questions and your Ultra Chats. We really appreciate it. Thumbs up, subscribe all of that good stuff. I will be back on Tuesday with Steph Chase. I believe Louis keeps changing stuff around. Steph Chase will be there on Tuesday for the phone-in. SB3 again on Wednesday. Double Steph Chase on Thursday before Denise Salcedo is in the house next Friday. So until then, thank you very much, guys. Have a good weekend.